don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer, TGIF indeed. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour if our luck holds up and if we stay on the good technological side of bad boy Benny Mathers there at the board. Benny, how are you today, sir? Doing awesome to uh, my favorite Floridians. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that Floridians can and be someone's how many, favorite. How many Floridians do you know? Just you two. <laughs> there are the Floridians you know and the Floridians you're hearing about. Right. Hopefully two different animals. <laughs> well, very good. Always good to see you, Benny. You too. This whole Zoom thing is really, are you getting on board with it now? We've had a few months I to kind of iron through. I know. We, we resisted Zoom for a long time. I was telling our guests that. <laughs> We, we liked being in our pajamas. Yep. And... That's okay. Well, it's only from the waist up. up that you really, it's important. It's like your own little TV news desk, you know, like yeah. everything below the, the waist. Heads. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's below right. the waist, That's you're on your own. You know what? We, we have had so many incredibly wonderful, wonderful guests yep. who we've never seen other than putting up their picture on our website. And so since January, since we've been uh, Zoomophiles, um, now we get to see folks, it does. but but it's nice seeing you every week. Yeah, ben. you as well. Yeah, very good. It's nice to see old friends who aren't old necessarily. This friend has been around since 2012. We are in our 14th year, or actually our 15th year. We just celebrated 14 years on air, and she's been with us for nine so that's pretty good. There's a sense of kinship we feel with certain guests. She's one of these people we really want to meet. Rocketing person. to the top of the list. Yeah. and it, She did it under a decade. That's remarkable. <laughs> Very good. Now, I have, I have a bio for this lady that has been so scratched up, rewritten, <laughs> that it's embarrassing. So I'm just going to go with what is in the back of her book. And that is... Pamela Osley is an acclaimed psychic, radio show host, author, and speaker. She has appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Sirius Radio, Coast to Coast, and numerous other TV and radio shows. A featured speaker at the TEDx Talks and Conscious Life Expos, she also presents to Fortune 500 companies and many other organizations. Her books include Life Colors, love colors and make your dreams come true her website which we'll be sure to give out again at the bottom of the hour is auracolors.com and for the 13th time on manson mitchell right. welcome pamela osley yeah Oh, that's the one I have in my hands. Yeah, Infinite You, A Journey to Your Greater Self and Beyond. And this is my little Bible with you, uh, Pam. And as a matter of fact, I was looking in it today. 
because uh, another thing that we'll get into more detail about at the bottom of the hour is your being one of 30 presenters at something which is starting very soon. And we want to make sure, get your, your paper and your pen handy, because you will want this information about what uh, Pamela Osley is going to be involved in. But I was looking in your book today about energy. And I think it was chapter three about creating energy, creating from energy. And I feel like I went to school again, reading up on creating energy. And that is what you will be talking about when you do your seminar. Is that, is that right? Yeah, that's just one of my, yes, I have at least three or four events coming up and I, I really uh-huh. enjoy talking about the more advanced things like Basically, you guys, it's all energy. I mean, the old the old physics is Newtonian physics that says basically we're just little biological machines and everything's mechanistic and then it you know it deteriorates, dies, whatever. But quantum physics is saying something radically different. And you guys, if people, if we really, really, really understood what quantum physics is saying about reality and about who we are, it would just radically change how we're doing life. They're saying it's not physical, it's not tangible, it's all energy. And so um, quantum physicists like Schrodinger and, and um, uh, God, now see I'm spacing on names now. Um, all those guys basically said it's, it's consciousness and energy and that it's consciousness that, that takes the energy, the field, and we're surrounded by this field. We're made of this field of energy. There's no such thing as empty space that it's everywhere within us and that when we focus on something when we believe in something when we imagine something that's what turns things into form and that's like radical you guys heisenberg schrodinger all those guys they're saying that that consciousness is at the basis of everything that we're doing and it's mind-blowing and so um they don't even know what to do with it um, but there's nothing physical about our world, really. Do you know that, right? I mean, they look in, they look at atoms, and they can't find any solid substance to it. They see subatomic particles, and they go into that. And they can't find anything solid to it. It's smaller and smaller and smaller, muons and and quarks and all kinds of weird things. But every time they go into one of those, there's nothing solid about it. It's mostly empty. Well, space, which is basically energy. And so they can't figure out how we're experiencing anything physical other than its consciousness. And that's at the core. And if we really knew that, you understand we could change our lives. We could heal ourselves. We wouldn't age. Um, We wouldn't get sick. Um, We could manifest our abundance. We could manifest love. We could manifest anything if we really, really, really got the power of quantum, quantum physics. And some people think it's just Quantum physics is just a measurement of something really, really small, but that's not it at all. It's energy and consciousness at the core. When when you say nothing is solid, and we've talked about this before, so I think our listeners are, are pretty well with us on this. Um, it means that everything is pliable to a certain degree because there is so much space and the the fact that things appear to be solid is just an appearance. In the mechanistic worldview, I'll believe it when I see it. But, but when you're talking about how consciousness affects matter, the thing that comes to mind for me is the observer effect. Yeah. 
yes. when scientists are looking at some process that they're working on and the fact that they're observing it seems to change the outcome. So is that the kind of thing you're talking about when you say consciousness affects matter? Yes, it's not only affects matter, we're going to discover that it actually creates matter. So <clears throat> I'm sure your listeners are well versed in just the double slit experiment. Yes, that was is what so your listeners know about that, right? So yes, I mean, you can you can run through that one more time real quick. Just briefly, because it also it also proved parallel universes, it proved all kinds of things about reality that we didn't know about before. So the experiment briefly, they they took a they took photons one at a time and shot them through a partition with one slit in it. And on the other side, on the screen behind the partition, <clears throat> excuse me, one light, one band of light showed up. Then they put two slits, expecting that some of them would go through one line and another uh, other photons would go through another line and that there'd be two lines on the partition on the back behind the, the partition on the screen. But what they saw was the interference pattern, which means briefly <clears throat> that that means, I'm sorry, my throat is like really dry today. Um, that means that it turned into a wave. It didn't, it, they weren't individual particles it's split into a wave superposition in other words it's smeared out and went through both at the same time and created on the backside the interference pattern like what, what, what so they put they observed it to see when it finally changed from a particle into a wave and as soon as they tried to observe it and that included putting a camera there to observe it it didn't go into a wave it stayed in one particle so going oh my gosh if we observe it, it it forms one thing if we don't observe it it goes into superposition which is basically everywhere right a big wave and so they discovered that consciousness, the observer, was affecting, and do you understand, first it was just a big wave um, of all possibilities, and as soon as they observed it, it turned into something specific, like one photon of light. Gary, does that remind you of Big Bang Theory? <laughs> yeah, several episodes of it, actually. Sheldon's yelling, it's a wave, it's a wave. <laughs> now would be the time to applaud. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> when we think about how down to the subatomic particles, how they behave in the physical universe, I'm always reminded of how in the medical model, now I'm going to the macro, I'm going to micro to the macro here. If you talk to some of the doctors that I have, they are quick to point out that the human brain contains all the, these electromagnetic impulses, there's a biochemistry involved, et cetera, et cetera. And that when the human brain dies, there is no way for an individual human to have experiences past the random firings of, of, new, of uh, neurons. And then once that totally ceases, we, as we understand ourselves, cease to exist. And they say it with a firmness that can be pretty intimidating if you take the metaphysical view of life. Mm -hmm. But then, Pam, I talked to uh, other scientists and, and they do take the metaphysical view of life and they say there's a paradigm shift underway. It's been going on for some time, too. And maybe they don't uh, hold the dominant point of view, let alone predominant. But it seems that many scientists are at least open and willing to research the possibility that consciousness in itself is universal and uses 
a thinking apparatus like the human brain as an organ or a filter for its creative expression. Consciousness uses the brain and is not a product of the brain. So it's cart versus horse, it seems to me, in some very dynamically subtle ways in the world of science. And I don't know how that debate is going to turn out. Well, I love that because um, the consciousness um, survives. It's non-local. It exists. It's, I like to use the analogy of your TV set or even your computer. You can also see those electronic things firing up when you've got your TV on or your computer on. It fires up, but it doesn't create the content. It's a focusing mechanism, just like our brains, our bodies are as a focusing mechanism. But I know that consciousness goes on, that people survive after death because I talk to them all the time. <laughs> <clears throat> I, you know, it's just, yes, we're in a paradigm shift, Gary, we're totally in a paradigm shift. And they're starting to see most scientists don't know what to do with consciousness. They don't know what it is. They don't know how it's created. They can't even explain that the brain creates consciousness. The other way around, the consciousness creates the body, creates the form or uses it and uses it as a focusing or experiencing mechanism. Absolutely. We got plenty of proof of that. We can see our consciousness creating things all the time, but we can't see dead matter creating consciousness or things going on. So I love that things are shifting. Things are shifting and it's becoming more and more prevalent than it was when I first started doing this, which was 37, 38 years ago. And I studied it before. But I started having psychic experiences and 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 consciousness shifts and seeing auras and parallel. I've done that for decades now, and it's fun that that things are starting to catch up with what I've already been able to experience. I want to talk about something very practical, which also comes from your book Infinite You. And when I was reading it today, I was reading parts of it to Gary, and I was becoming re-enthused and re-excited about taking these very scientific, esoteric ideas and then bringing them into reality. And the reality that I wanted to talk about is if, our, if consciousness affects matter and if we can create things with our thoughts, I want to talk a little bit about creating money. Because one of the things that you say in your book is that our beliefs create our reality and that our desires and beliefs have to be aligned. But, you know, it seems to me that when we're thinking about having more money in our lives, we either have to work really, really hard to get it because it is very hard to get or if, if we're getting money from someone, that person has less money. And so I wanted you to talk a little bit about the creation of money, especially as it pertains to what we've been talking about in the first few minutes here. Cool. I love it. Did we, and so if someone says, I want more money, they're basically affirming and imagining that they don't have any, which is what shows up for them. Did we, I think we did. Did we ever discuss the five levels of manifestation? Like if you had the desire for ice cream? five different ways, levels to manifest that? No, but I love ice cream. Oh, this, is a fun, this is a fun one, then we'll get very specific. Okay. So um, in, in the laws of manifestation, there's five different levels of consciousness of how to create. So let's say you have a desire for ice cream. At level one, belief system, 
and this is where most of us live. In level one, you want ice cream, you have to go out, interview for a job, get the job, then work. Then eventually hours or weeks later, you get a paycheck. Then you get to go take that money. Then you get to get in your car, drive to the ice cream store, give them your hard earned money. And now you got ice cream. That's level one thinking. That's what we believe reality really is. Yes. Level is. two thinking <laughs> and the belief system for manifestation. And all of us have had these experiences, by the way, but it's a different level of consciousness. You have the desire for ice cream and a friend knocks at your door and shows up and goes, hey, I was just at the store and I was driving by your house and I thought of you and I just bought ice cream. You want to have some ice cream with me? We've all had that synchronicity. Yep. Like, oh my gosh, I was just, that's so cool. I was just desiring that. And somebody shows up, less effort, still same manifestation. And, you know, you still got the ice cream. Somebody else provided it. Level three thinking is you have the desire for ice cream. You go to the freezer, you open it up and it's there. And you go, I don't remember buying this ice cream, but here it is in the, in, now we probably all have that experience too, but most people, oh, I must've just forgot, or maybe somebody else bought it and put it in there. But level three, you have the desire, go to the icebox or refrigerator, the freezer, you open it up and it's there. I've had all three of those experiences quite a bit. We still believe that level one is the way life works. Right. Level four, level four, and these are masters, and they've taught us that this is possible. Level four is you have the desire for ice cream. You open your hand and it's there. That's <laughs> the level of Christ consciousness, right? Turning water to wine, walking on water, you know, fishes and loaves. That's Christ consciousness. Level five. We've been there. We come from level five and we don't exactly want level five. And I'll tell you why level five is you have the desire for ice cream and you realize that you and the ice cream are one, right? That it's all just an imagination or illusion, whatever. That's one. All the energy is one. The reason we don't want that right now, we've come from that. We want the experience of tasting the ice cream and, and having it and all that. And sometimes we want the experience of level one. But my goal is to show us that we're not trapped in level one, that if we want to go to that level of synchronicity, creating from thought, creating from energy, levels two, three, and four actually are real. So now um, I'm creating by using energy and our thoughts. Basically what you, I always tell people, you don't always get what you want, but you're always going to get what you believe. Yeah. So people yeah. go, I want money, I want money. They're affirming, by the way, the word to want, the definition is to lack, okay? To want something is to lack it. Oh. So when people go, I want money, I want money, underlying that is I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it. That's the belief. And so that's what manifests in their lives. So in my book, I use a lot of examples. I, that's one of my favorite things to do is to manifest money. I actually have $100 bills that I put in my purse and they have babies, so I go in there and I go, oh, now there's six of them. You guys are so cute. But I did this, I did this um, visualization, and I do it often, actually, where I'll just visualize money fl floating down out of the ethers, out of the field, out of nothing, out of the sky. Big piles of money just floating down and then falling all around me. And then I've got lots and lots of money, right? Hundreds, 20s, whatever. The first time I really started doing that, a few days later, I had a, a person who I'd never met before. He found my book, which I created because I wanted to. I had fun with it. He found my book, never met the guy. He sent me 100,000 shares of his brand new company. It ended up being worth $10,000. A stranger I'd never met before. So this wasn't anything that I could have like, well, I want that person to send me money. I just saw it coming from 
um, from the ethers. Plus it took away my feeling like, uh, you know, lack and limitation. If I have it, somebody else has less, which is not the truth. The universe is infinitely abundant. It's infinite energy. We can create anything we want. I shared that with, I shared that with some of my friends. One of my friends, she loves game shows. So she said every night she and her husband would sit in bed and start visualizing all this money floating down out of the sky. I don't remember the timing, but I want to say about a week later, she got called out of the blue by a game show. She doesn't even know how they got her name. Called her and said, do you want to come be on the show? And uh, she did. She went on the show. And in one hour being on the show, she won $25,000. So she's like, we're going to do this more often. I've had many stories desiring to go to Hawaii, not knowing how I was going to do that, how I was going to come up that, and then have somebody call me and go, I want you to come visit me in Hawaii if I pay for your way and you, you get to stay here. Will you come here? All kinds of stories like that. So, but I don't get in the way. What we do is we have the desire for it. And then it's like a riptide. We have the doubt. Oh, how's that going to happen? I don't know yep. how it happened. And yep. then that counteracts it. Yeah, that counteracts it. That is such an important point, Pam. I really don't want to get past that too quickly. We all have desires. A normal, healthy person has lots of desires in lots of different areas. I want to be, you know, healthier. I want to be thinner. I want to be fatter. I want to be, have a relationship. I want to get out of this relationship. Who do you know that says I want to be fatter? People who are thin. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they desire, what do they do when there's an abundance because uh pam over here the hot shots say we get all this stuff raining down on us how did i pick up 75 pounds i just didn't want to be skinny well you know there was a time in my life where i thought i was way too thin i was yep. me too and and my niece too she yeah. was now see this is a paradigm that that i have to deal with because i've always heard that you can be neither too skinny nor too rich now these are two <laughs> of the big ones you're talking about here there and uh, I'm, i'll butt in another time finish yeah, your get, point, please we're getting off topic <laughs> and that is i the, i think the really critical part of this is when we are, are healthy there's a lot of stuff that we want and then what, why don't we get everything we want? And I think it has to be that we can't, we don't believe it's possible. Yep. That's one of the main reasons. Um, we've been trained to believe that you have to work harder, that life doesn't work that way. The world doesn't work that way, but there's two main underlying reasons, core themes of why we don't have what our heart desires. One, we don't believe we can have it. We don't believe it's possible. We can't. And the other one is we shouldn't. You'd be amazed at how many people oh. block their abundance, their love, because they feel like they shouldn't have abundance because they can, money's the root of all evil, or they'd be selfish, or they would hurt other people. People would want it. They'd be accused of being greedy. Or if they had money, they'd abuse it. So it's basically, we can't because we're not enough. We're not thin enough, smart enough, rich enough, whatever. We can't. And the second one is we shouldn't because we're bad. And we could hurt other people. So we've been raised with that one and those and that the core of those two things are the belief in separation. Because in all honesty, with energy being everywhere and we create it, we're already connected with it. We think if we think something's separate from us, then we think it has to take time to get to us. But then the underlying thing is, is I can't have it 
because I'm not enough or it's not possible. I shouldn't have it because I'm wrong. I'm bad. I could hurt someone. I could make a mistake. And so we limit ourselves. Wow. I'm just letting that settle in. Yes. Um, there is a name that I wish were far more well-known today. Uh, back in 1960, when, um, and this is yet another name, there, the uh, very well-remembered and respected cosmetic surgeon, Maxwell Maltz, published a groundbreaking book that became a Bible in the personal growth movement called Psycho-Cybernetics. And I think it still holds great validity, though his references are very dated. <laughs> he's talking about like Broadway stars from the 40s that he's helped and so forth. But uh, if you look at it in terms of principle, Dr. Maltz uh, brings up some wonderful theory and also practices that can help you re-envision what your life is about based on your self-image. I'm not saying self-esteem because that can be a, a slippery slope, but self-image, the way we see ourselves. And in this book, and I, this will take us up to the break, so I might as well get it in now. But I'll tell you, Pam, Dr. Maxwell Maltz cited the personality psychology, the theory really of personality put forth many years earlier by a man named Prescott Leckie. And I find it fascinating and I can't understand why he is, he is in a household name because if people followed this, it would give them a bedrock understanding of who they are and who they can be in this life. The long and the short of it is Prescott Leckie worked with some students who just had a really rough time in class. One in particular couldn't solve mathematical problems. I mean, arithmetic was difficult for this kid. And so when he would be called before the class, and isn't that an evil practice in itself, he'd be called before the class to solve some arithmetic problem on the blackboard, he would get it wrong. The teacher would remark upon that and have to correct his work. The kids are giggling and this student felt humiliated. So he goes back with his tail between his legs and sits down in shame. But when he got some treatment, I guess it was from Prescott Leckie himself, he began to see that he saw himself as someone who was no good at math, who couldn't handle arithmetic. And whatever the counseling procedure was, the result appears to have been that this young student came to see himself maybe by answering a few arithmetic problems and figuring it out without the pressure of being in front of the class, et cetera started to figure out these arithmetic problems. And when he went to school, he had a measure of confidence one day so that when he was uh, brought up for his daily flogging, <laughs> missing arithmetic and being the butt of jokes around the classroom, he proudly stood up, walked to the blackboard and solved the arithmetic problem to the astonishment of the teacher and his classmates. The difference was that this youngster began to see himself not as someone who was bound to fail at arithmetic, but someone who actually understood enough of it to succeed in his class. And so there it is. It's self-image that we're talking about much of the time. You will act in a way that must be consistent with your self-concept, your self-image, for you to do otherwise would feel like you were being false to yourself, like you were a phony. Mm -hmm. And isn't that insidious as a problem to deal with, even from a young age? Mm -hmm. 
That's huge, Gary. When we come back from the break, I want to um, fill in on that. That's a huge thing that you just said. I'm talking. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take our break of this hour. We are talking with Pamela Osley. She is the author of several books. The one that I have in my hand is called Infinite You, A Journey to Your Greater Self and Beyond. We have more questions and she has more answers. So stay with us and thank you for listening to Manson Mitchell on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. You may not realize how important three letters can be. For a patient who needs type A, B, or O blood, these letters can mean life. But there simply aren't enough people giving blood. Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs it. But only about 3% of the population donates. Without more donors, hospitals may not have the blood needed to save lives. That's why the American Red Cross needs people to help restore the A's, B's, and O's that are depleting each day. When you make your appointment to donate blood at redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types, you can help give strength to kids, parents, and grandparents who face life and death challenges. From cancer patients to accidents, survivors waiting for critical surgeries, your generosity can give someone more life. Don't wait until the letters A, B, and O are missing from hospital shelves. You are the missing type patients need. Visit redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make your donation appointment today. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our very special guest, Pam Osley. Pam is making her 13th appearance with us today. Lucky 13. And my birthday's on the 13th, so I have a special affinity for that number. And uh, Pam, we are so happy to have you with us. We, we think of you as the Aura Colors Lady, and that is actually your website. But, um, you know, how can people connect with you? 
and you know what do you have going on that you would like to tell our listeners about and I know Gary's looking up some information too that he got but you go first Pam okay so um, people can go to my website auracolors.com a-u-r-a colors.com they can get on my mailing list tonight we send out all the things that I'm going to be doing I've got so many summits going on right now um I, I'm talking about consciousness. I'm talking about auras. I'm talking about parallel universes. Um, so they can go to auracolors.com. They can take the free aura color quiz. Um, they can watch all the videos on that. I've got courses. They can watch my TEDx talk on, con on, on expanding consciousness. Um, I'm, I'm actually on uh, May 4th. So may the 4th be with you. I'm going to be talking about, I'm a guest um, at IAN's Maui, which is International Association on Near-Death Studies. And I'm doing this mm. with IAN Santa Barbara on June 9th. Um, both of those times, I'm going to be talking about what I've learned by talking to people on the other side. What happens over there, what, that consciousness. So that's, that's something that's coming up too. Otherwise, every show is different. Every summit, I've got so many of them going on. So they are going to be listed on my website. We're just having it. They were on there. Then we got technical glitches. They're all gone, but they should be up there pretty soon. But if this, this my, is, yeah, if they get on this my, is all Zoom, right? Yeah, it's not going to be anywhere live at this point. No, it's all Zoom. Okay. No, I'd love to be and, at Ion's Maui. I'm live, but not right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what else do you do find, Gary? Well, listen, uh, Pam Osley is excited to have me share this with you. She is participating in a new fantastic online series that helps you move forward in your life. Pam's friend, Tanya Blakely, is bringing together 30, count them, 30 manifestation masters in this free Conscious Creators Masterclass series. It runs from April 19 through May 2nd, and Pam will be one of the speakers. She maintains that it's time for us to be conscious creators and really step up our game. Join Pam and the 30 teachers and practitioners who have discovered powerful steps and methods that have brought us success and fulfillment. They want to share their timely information with you. Again, it's the Conscious Creators Masterclass Series, April 19 to May 2. And this is going to be available through Zoom, Pam? Yeah, yeah. Once you sign up, and by the way, my talk is on May 1st, and I'm going to be talking about um, quantum life. Um, my talk is May 1st, but yeah, it's all free. It's on Zoom. You just sign up for it. You have access. And, and I think there's a new speaker every like two or three or four speakers every day. And I believe they're recorded too. So you'll be able to go back and listen to them. Well, that that's wonderful. Auracolors.com is the place to go and get signed up for Pam's newsletter so that you can get this information sent to you and see what it is you might want to participate in. Before we went to break, um, you said you wanted to come back from break and answer what it was that Gary was saying. He's not going to have to repeat it, is he? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I talk to my clients a lot about this. It's self-perception. So many people, when they call me, it's like, I want to be a famous musician, or I want to be an artist, or I want to be a doctor. It's like they're wannabes. They keep seeing themselves as wannabes. And I go, one of the first things to shift is your perception of who you are. Like I am that now. So a lot of people, they've got all this valuable wisdom and they want to teach workshops. So they want to be a, you know, a trainer, a coach. Well, see yourself as that now, instead of, do you understand how we keep putting it out in the future? They all perceive themselves as wannabes instead of already successful. 
And once you start stepping into, I am that, I have valuable information, I know who I am, I am that, things happen very quickly, you become that. So, and then to change people's beliefs about themselves, one of the tools I share usually is when you have a belief, when we each have beliefs, we gather evidence out in the world to support that belief. All right. In order to change that belief, you choose a different belief and start gathering evidence to support that belief is true. Like I never have money. I never have money. Wait a second. Wait a second. That can't possibly be true. So choose a different belief. I am abundant. I am. Pro I'm so wealthy. I always have money. Money easily comes to me. And then start looking for evidence to show. Oh, that has happened. Yeah, I've had, I've had money. I know how to. Do you understand? So changing. If it seems like a lie, Pam, is it more along the lines of fake it till you make it? Like, like keep saying it and then eventually you'll believe what it is you're saying? Um, yeah, that's, that's one way to help happen is, is to actually start affirming it. But it's better because if people feel like they're saying something, they're going, okay, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. But underline, they're going, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Then it doesn't matter how many times you say it <laughs> or pretend right. it, like it. But if you start feeling it, if you really start imagining it and feeling it, and as they're saying now, give gratitude for what you do have. Look at I am wealthy. Look what everything I do have. You know, I have more than other. And you start doing that, you start shifting how you feel. And then that's what starts making it feel more real. And that's actually what helps create it being real. I tell people, because they think it's reality. I go tell people, if you, if everybody on the planet believes what you do, then it's a it, it it's a mass belief. If not everybody believes what you do, it's a personal belief, and those are easier to change than mass beliefs. Like gravity is a mass belief. It's not impossible to change mass beliefs. Look at we thought the world was flat. Well, some people still do, but <laughs> we didn't think it was possible to fly, and we changed that. So mass beliefs can still change. Personal beliefs are much easier. So if not everybody believes what you do. It's a personal belief, and that means you're limiting yourself with those beliefs. If you're if you're happy, your beliefs are working for you. If you're missing something, struggling, lacking, unhappy, then your beliefs are not working for you. But that's all they are, beliefs. They're not reality. You've just made them look like reality. When Gary was uh, talking before the break, one of the things that he said was, whatever the conscious procedure was, when he was referring to the change in the boy's thinking about his ability to do arithmetic. And it seems like, um, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, whatever the, the, the uh, conscious, the, the procedure was, it seems like when I was uh, reviewing infinite you, it feels like that conscious procedure has something to do with feeling the beliefs in your body don't you don't you say kind of look into your body and see where those beliefs are um yeah that's one way to do it there's lots of ways to get there but feelings is feelings emotions are energy in motion so changing your belief doesn't just have to do with philosophy and theory and your mind, you know, your thoughts like, okay, okay, I, 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 I don't, I feel wealthy. I feel wealthy. I mean, I think I'm wealthy. I think I'm wealthy. No, that's not going to do it. But if you feel it in your physical, your emotional and your mental, 
it's the it's the trinity it's the three physical mental emotional if you feel that and really allow yourself to feel that then that's when things that the gates open and things start happening for you i tell people argue for your limitations and they're yours and it's like yeah. no but 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 and we get very attached to our stories yes. we get very attached to our yes. trust we get very attached to our as gary was saying our personality this is who i am i go okay you got it argue for your limitations and they're yours but if you're not happy one of the keys is to let go of that story let go stop talking about it stop affirming it stop affirming that affirmation that you know i'm bad in math or whatever let go drop it and actually choose a different believe and then feel into it yes physically mentally emotionally that's what helps that's what helps change the energy around you it changes the energy which is the key to changing the quote unquote physical uh, uh, outcome you you write the only difference in what we manifest is our belief about what is easy and possible and what is difficult or impossible. And it comes back to that idea of we decide, we choose. And so what is it that you want to choose? Um, in in uh, the religious science practices, they say God knows no big or small. So yeah. there, is, there is no difference between a $1 bill and a $100 bill. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite scenes in The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, where Yoda's teaching Luke how to levitate stones and then the ship sinks into the bog, for those of you that know Star Wars, because um, I love the force be with you. Anyway, yeah. so the ship sinks and looks like, oh, no, no, we'll give it, no, we'll never get it out. And Yoda's like, wait, <laughs> aren't you learning this? And he's basically going, well, he says, Master, levitating stones is one thing. The ship, that's completely different. He goes, no, there's no difference. The only difference is in your mind. You must unlearn yes. you've learned. It's like, it's all energy. It's all the same thing. We mm. make it up that something's hard and something's easy. I have a, I have a friend, this, this is a big example of it. I have a friend who, um, bless her soul. She's a wonderful person, but she kind of looks like olive oil. Okay. Tall. Jenny, she wants to gain weight. There you go. <laughs> Just like, he's, he's, he's not, he's not a gorgeous model, right? She can never make money. She's always struggling for money, but love is not an issue for her. She's always in love. She always has a partner. She's always in love. She's been married multiple times. And they go, well, how do you do that? And she's always saying, well, love is easy. It's money that's hard. And then I've got other clients that they are multimillionaires and they can't find love to save their lives, right? And they go, but love is hard. It's different. You know, I know how to manifest money, but finding love that's completely different. No, it's not. One of the things I write about in my book, Make Your Dreams Come True, <clears throat> is to write down something that you love, that you've got in your life, that you're happy about. And then you write down, how did you manifest that? How did you create it? What steps did you actually take to do that, right? Now think of something that you really want or something your heart desires, something you're, you're, you're desiring. And are you doing the exact same thing that you did over here? Because over here, you believe this works. You believe that this, this, these steps work for you because you created in that. Are you doing the same thing with this that you desire over here? And they always say, no, I'm not doing the same thing. We'll do the same thing and it'll work. People Replication, put I love that. I love you, that. Steps work, and they go, well, that doesn't work for love. You can't do the same thing for love that you did for a successful business. Uh, yeah, you can. It's still the same beliefs. If someone gives you money, 
who is it that's demonstrating a prosperity consciousness? Well, um, if you receive it, then both. If you, if you are the giver or you are the receiver, who is it that's demonstrating prosperity? Well, it's a tricky question because it depends on how it's being given and how it's being received. If they're both happy and 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 expansive about it, then both have prosperity consciousness. If okay. the giver is going, oh, I'm giving you this because I have to, but I'm really afraid I'm going to run out of money, then that's not prosperity consciousness. Or if the person that's receiving it go, oh, I feel bad. You shouldn't have to give this. I feel like a burden. That's not prosperity consciousness either. So do you see it's, it's how they're giving and or receiving it that matters, that reveals huh. the consciousness about it. Make sense? It does. I have heard that a great way to learn a foreign language, Pam, is for someone to immerse themselves in it. There are uh, Jews who will go to Israel under the right of return. They don't speak much Hebrew. There's a little in the house sprinkled with some Yiddish, and that's their understanding of Hebrew. But they, for reasons best known to themselves, want to go over to Israel and learn Hebrew. So they go to a Hebrew school for adults, mind you. And one of the ways they learn Hebrew is by being immersed in it to such an extent that they eat, sleep, think, breathe, and dream in Hebrew in a very concentrated way so that in record time they are speaking fluent Hebrew in a way that not only did they not do in, in the United States outside that, that country and that culture, they just weren't particularly motivated to do it. But when you're over there, and this is something you're doing by intention, immersing yourself in the language and the culture has this transformative effect. Yes. I think if it works for learning a foreign language, it can work on somebody who wants to stop thinking of themselves as poor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's a great thing. I mean, I even tell clients, especially my Violet clients, <clears throat> if you want to become something, go immerse yourself, be around the people that are doing it. I mean, can you imagine people that I, I want to be the, and I go, well, can you imagine if you got to hang out for a full day with Oprah, how your consciousness would change, how you'd see what was possible. Like instead of being around people that go, it's not possible, not possible. If you're around people that are like, yes, it's possible. Look at what we're doing. And they're actually doing it. Of course, that's going to become more real for you. I like your word immerse with it too, Gary, because one of the things I'm doing now is immersing myself in the field. The field, which is the realm of energy, it's all possibilities. So I immerse myself in the field and feel that energy of all possibilities. And I visualize um, things that I desire coming into existence all around me in this field. And oh my gosh, things are happening very quickly when I do that. So that's another form of immersing is going straight to the field. What is your sense? Because uh, you alluded to this much earlier today. And what is your sense about a shift in consciousness that may be going on right now? Because when I look at the news, Pam, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of positive stuff there. That's so why I'm going to tell you the negative stuff. Okay, so first of all, anytime there's change, typically chaos is involved with change because it's the old forms falling apart and a new formism is appearing just like a caterpillar going to a butterfly the caterpillar actually falls apart the legs fall off you notice the caterpillar has more legs than a butterfly so it actually falls apart it goes into this gooey whatever <clears throat> and transforms so typically before change especially if there's resistance 
there's chaos. If there's resistance, there's even more chaos because something in the consciousness, the world, the people, we want change. And if we're gonna resist, it'll look ugly, it'll look bad. There's, it's fear. A lot of people don't like fear, but we are, we are so in a shift. We are so in a shift and people can either surf the wave and be connected and, and listen to their inner guidance about how to navigate that shift, or they can go into fear and resistance and go, no, I mean, I, that's why I don't even like it when people go, we want to go back to normal. You guys, there's no going back. It's all about moving forward and creating something new now, not going back to anything. The back stuff wasn't working, the new stuff. So um, we're just, we're, we're, in the, we're in the foothills of the change. What's coming is the Alps. Okay. And it's positive. It's, it's our souls have been desiring a shift. We want to live happier, easier, more loving, more abundant, freer lives. People are craving more simplicity, more freedom, more fun. They're craving that. And so our souls know how to do that. See those five levels of manifesting ice cream. Yes. We want to have to do the level one all the time. We want to do if it's fun. I like going for a walk on the beach, you know, I'm fine with that. I don't want to have to struggle and work hard and, and uh, be a slave anymore <clears throat> to manifest that. So our souls, I believe our souls and something greater than us is calling us forward to shift. I like that. I did want to get into some of the good stuff. I always like to say uh, stories drive talk radio, at least on this program. Pam, what are one or two, we've got about six minutes to go here. What are one or two psychic experiences, quote unquote psychic, that you had in a way that indicated to you that your concept of mind needed to be in a bigger container? What opened up that vista for you? Wow. What incidents has happened? What experiences happened that told me I needed to expand? Right. Like, you know, oh, I didn't think this was possible, but maybe our, our minds are really open to this. If, for example, a synchronicity or some other unusual event occurred to uh, let you know that a loved one is actually on the other side of life rather than having been extinguished like a candle when they died. Oh, those happen all the time. Um, what, what I get is I have a sense, I have a feeling that something is more possible. And then I have the, the validation through experiences, um, as opposed to something shocked me. Although I got to tell you, when I first started, that shocked me. That shocked me because I hadn't done it before. So it went from just like COVID, we went from on to off <laughs> real fast. I was like being a normal person running a rock and roll place, right? And then this, this shaman, this psychic said, you know how to do this stuff, get up here. And I was like, what, what, what? And I got up there and started seeing things about people that I didn't know how I knew that. So that was a major, but here's the key. I was ready for a new level. I knew there was something more to life, which a lot of people do feel there's got to be more to life or they're feeling or they're having experiences. I went in willingly. I didn't resist it. I didn't run away. I went, okay, bring it on. Let me do it. And I jumped in and I started doing readings for people, even though I was a little afraid. So basically to answer that, I want to say I listened. I got quiet. I listened to what my soul was saying. I paid attention. And when something showed up, I expanded and allowed it. I go, okay, bring it on. But my key is I don't go into fear. A lot of people are afraid to expand their consciousness or talk to people on the other side or 
to be more psychic because they're afraid of what they're going to see. They're afraid something bad's going to happen. I don't have that. I don't believe in bad. I don't believe in evil. I don't believe in any of that stuff. So I'm not afraid to expand. So I, that might not have answered it, but that's how I would answer. That's something you can do is listen, be still, listen. Um, don't be afraid, allow, and just flow into it and and see what starts happening so again people don't have to believe even that consciousness is creating their reality um they can stay stuck in the physical thing no this is hard work it, it, everybody's here having a different experience so i don't try to tell people don't do that anymore i'm just giving them an option that they don't have to do that anymore i like that i met a guy at a metaphysical gathering many many years ago and he had a pretty good read on me. The long and the short of it is he stopped what he was doing and just looked me in the eye and said, it's okay to feel your feelings. And I knew instantly what he was getting at because I believe I've held myself back in life in certain ways because I didn't like the feelings I was having and being a uh, recovering parochial school kid, let's put it that way, I'm really good at doing guilt. I can lay a guilt trip on myself better than others can lay one on me. Uh -huh. So as a result, I have stuffed feelings that really needed to be looked at, to be yeah. examined. And then I could decide whether or not I endorse a given feeling and whatever its correlates are out in the world, how I treat people, how I interact. And I thought that's the kind of thing that can change your life. When you give yourself permission to at least experience your feelings and acknowledge them, that too is a form of immersion, I think. Yeah. Well, and that's going back to I can't or I shouldn't. I can't because I'm not enough or I shouldn't because I'm bad or I could have bad feelings or I could hurt somebody. So it's all back to that. When people, when we start really realizing, and this is truth, you guys, that we are loving, amazing, adventurous, curious souls that are just having experiences throughout time and universes. When we really realize that we're good beings and that we're fun and happy and loving, when people start getting that that's who they really are, then the barriers start coming off. Then life becomes way more interesting and fun and, and so many things that are possible. All things are possible. We hold ourselves back with, I can't because I'm not enough or I shouldn't because I'm bad. Yikes. But I think, and I hope our listeners are taking a lot of encouragement from this. You know, we're just, we're living in the shadows much of the time. And there's no shame attached to that, just the need to realize it so that you can move out of the shadows and into however you define the light in your life. Yeah. And it doesn't have to, you can do it the long way, like it takes a long time to heal that or let it go or resolve it. Or you can just drop it and decide you're going to be different. Decide to have different belief systems. Start feeding that. Start feeding a different story. Don't tell the old stories anymore. Choose a new story and start telling that and watch. Your life will shift and it can happen very quickly. All right. New stories all around. That's your, that's your gift. Thank you, Pam Osley, for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We just It's almost like we just flip a switch and here comes an hour's worth of valuable conversation. We're always happy to talk to you and I hope we will again soon. Well, thanks for playing at this level and thanks for bringing information out to the masses. I really appreciate you too. Ah, wonderful. We'll talk again. Stay tuned. We have the Christine Upchurch Show followed by the Susan Harmon Experience and then American Road Trip Talk with host Carrie Mance. We will be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Let this be the start to a great weekend, everyone.